No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. I promise you'll be entertained. Just click subscribe down below and turn the bell notifications on. Folks, let's get right into the top rope this week. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. All right, the top rope this week, the Street Profits. Main event in Monday Night Raw with a win, or as they say here in Baltimore, in the win column. Street Profits getting it done against the OC. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Here's the thing that I was confused about. They, I was under the impression that this was going to be a six-man tag match the whole time. Maybe I misread something, but. And, you know, the question was, who was going to be the third person for the Street Profits? And they said, you know, somebody that hates AJ Styles. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, who could it be? Of course, I was thinking, all right, Cedric Alexander, right? But I said, that's kind of too obvious. You're going to throw three black guys against the three white guys. Yeah, Cedric and AJ just had their beef, but AJ won, so it wouldn't have made sense. So during the match, I said... Oh, it's got to be Kevin Owens, right? We all know the history that those two had a few years ago leading into SummerSlam. So, it only made sense. And sure enough, it was. Kevin Owens coming out. Now, it wasn't a triple threat match. It was a tag team match. I mean, Anderson and Gallows taking on Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins of the Street Profits. Well, that's they are Street Profits. Anyway, the... You know, they put on an incredible match. I watched it. I was entertained. You know, a lot of people didn't like how the Street Profits were brought up into the main roster. They just kind of showed up there while they were still the NXT Tag Team Champions. And they were being themselves backstage. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people talk about the, um, with the Street Profits, they talk about the stereotypes. You know, they're walking around, jumping around with the, um, the cups and all that stuff. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to lie. You know, it. I heard it when they talked about crime time. They said that was them. You know, they said they pitched the idea. So, they're the ones pitching the idea. Who am I to get upset? So, it didn't bother me. Nonetheless, Street Profits going out there, getting it done. So, that was exciting. It was, uh, it was great to see that. But, it was, you know, it was just beautiful to see them put in a position to main event on Monday Night Raw. I'm wondering when they, you know, Raw seems to be rotating. And we know Seth Rollins is the guy. Even though I'm not sold on him, but, you know, some of you are. Let it be. But, you know, they, they kind of been rotating this main event. They've been doing this for a while. You might see a women main event. Uh, in this case, you saw a Street Profits. You have seen tag teams. So I wonder, um, you know, I guess this is better than forcing him down our throats. 
So that's, you know, this is something I'm thinking about uh, as far as, I should say, forcing a superstar down our throats, you know. But Street Profits getting it done. Shout out to Bianca Belair. Showing her support, as you can see right there on the screen, tweeting, you know, congratulating the Kings on their victory. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about this. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. Right here, you know, this is a rivalry that we've seen before, and I think that it works. When you put these two in the ring, you get a good matchup. They did have one match. It was like, what was that? But for the most part, you remember the good matches more than the bad matches. So, it's going to be interesting to see them flip roles here where you have a Kevin Owens that's the face and AJ Styles that's the heel. I think they can still entertain us. I think uh, AJ Styles will be able to make Kevin Owens be a very entertaining face. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. But the thing that is confusing about Kevin Owens is he's been going back and forth all year. You think about this. He came back. Uh, he was a face. And he was kind of playing that role when Vince McMahon inserted him into the WWE Championship match at the Elimination, not the Elimination Chamber, um, whatever the pay-per-view was before WrestleMania. I think it was Fastlane, right? Um, it, you know, he inserted him in the match. And the whole deal was, you know, you are the one that's more deserving of the title. But then you had... Um, him really embraced the heel side, and he fought uh, Kofi Kingston unsuccessful. But then he started, you know, he had his beef with Shane McMahon, where he became a face again. So I'm not sure how, you know. Yes, he is a tweeter. I don't know. Maybe the networks want him as a face. I I just don't know. Um, you know. But uh, speaking of, you know, I mentioned Bianca Belair. Got to talk about NXT. She was. Um, I just came up short against Rhea Ripley in an incredible match. A great way to kick off this week's NXT on USA. Um, it looked like when, you know, at one point Ripley was about to get ahead and win the match. We saw Io Shirai, I got it right this time, um, try to get involved and beat up Rhea Ripley. Boom, unfortunately... She didn't get it done. Uh, Candice LeRae stopped her. Um, well, you know, Ripley kicked out. Let me make sure of that. But Candice LeRae stopped her. In the end, um, Ripley got the win over Bianca Belair. Here's the thing. If Bianca, I mean, if Rhea Ripley does not defeat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, it's going to be a disappointment. Bottom line, she's been built, built. She... I obviously I said before I thought it should have been Bianca Belair to beat her, but it wasn't. But now the way you look at Rhea Ripley, she's a former NXT UK Women's Champion, and coming over to NXT, we see her every week. She looks like the full package. She should be the one to dethrone Shayna Baszler. That's all I'm saying. If she does it, it's going to be a real disappointment, and it makes you wonder who will do it. Um, so moving on, speaking of couples, you know, I talked about the support that Bianca Belair gave her husband and his tag partner, husband being Montez Ford and his partner, Angelo Dawkins. Let's move on where we saw Bobby Lashley 
and Lana out on a date. So we saw Rusev, he was on King's Court with Jerry the King Lawler, and Lawler asked him the questions. What's going on? He We hear that Lana's treating him this way because she essentially felt ignored. He was spending more time and sending his money to his family and not letting her do what she wants. Then we saw this on the screen, Lashley and Lana. And it was revealed that they was at a restaurant that Lana had been trying to get Rusev to take her for years. Here's my thing with this. I've said this before. What's the payoff, folks? Where do you go with this? I just don't see it. I, um, You know, Rusev Day was something special. And... I hate to be the drop the ball person, but I felt like they dropped the ball on Rusev, especially with Rusev Day, you know, and now, I mean, it was just natural. It was naturally authentic, but right now it's just like, eh, whatever, you know, so, you know, we saw him on a date, uh, which led to a brawl because Rusev knew exactly where the restaurant was. He went over there to beat up Lashley and... Well, I guess they tried to, but then they got separated. And I was talking to my brother, Glenn, um, and he brought up a good point. He said, why not let them go all out? Just, you know, like you, it wasn't memorable. You think about Stone Cold Booker T. First thing that comes to mind is the supermarket. It was memorable. This right here just wasn't memorable. It could have been done so much better. So, moving on. Going to AEW. So, all right, just full disclosure. You might see me looking away because I'm, you know, it takes a while to produce this show and I like to get it out on Thursday. Um, so while during the day, while you're at work, you can listen or watch. So I started recording instead of waiting for AEW and NXT to go off. I started recording, which you might see the clock right there. Um, but nonetheless, you know, right now on there is uh, Britt Baker in her hometown in a match. So, you you know, I'll talk about that later after it's over, uh, which I more to say about that one. But, um, so, AEW, earlier tonight, Kenny Omega took on Joey Janela. Now, these two had a, a brutal, brutal match a couple weeks ago on AEW Dark in Boston. And it was, you know, AEW Dark is the dark matches for the fans who attend the show. But AEW decided to do something different. All it is is main event, you know. Um, but they put the match on YouTube for free. You can watch it, um, you know, usually kind of give you something to watch while you're waiting, you know, as you get ready for the next week. Um, but they put on an incredible match. Like I said, one word described was brutal. This one was a wrestling match. Uh, this was a different style of match, and that's what I could appreciate. It wasn't the same match. And in the end, Kenny Omega was victorious. Uh, you may know he won the AAA Mega Championship this past weekend. Kenny Omega, to me, was presented as the biggest free agent signing. He is the person that I would want to see in the championship picture. Yes, Chris Jericho was kind of like teasing him, but in my opinion, Jericho Omega should have been for the championship when we couldn't get Pac versus the Hangman. It shouldn't have even been Pac versus Hangman. Let's be honest. If you're presenting... Chris Jericho as the biggest veteran signing and Kenny Omega as the biggest free agent signing, meaning 
in my way I'm looking at it is he had never been for either company, AEW or WWE. He should have been presented as a bigger deal. Right now, he doesn't look like that sought after agent, big free agent that the WWE wanted to bring in as perhaps a surprise at the Royal Rumble. He just looks like another guy who was on the independent circuit or in New Japan that's just wrestling, you know, wrestling on his company. Not saying that he's a bad wrestler, not saying he's a bad character, but the presentation, he doesn't look like he's that guy. If I'm going to talk to people who's never watched wrestling before, or who, I should know, better yet, I'm going to talk to people who were coming up in the Attitude Era, got away from it, and I'm trying to sell them on AEW. I could sell them, I'm going to sell them on Chris Jericho, but I should have been able to sell them on a Kenny Omega. That's where my issue with this is. But I'm glad to see him pick up the win. I'm hoping that propels him into new heights, especially as we gear up for 2020, that hopefully this will be a big year for Omega. So, um, but I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. I'll be back after this message. And lost a step? I think so. Okay. But not in regards to the business of professional wrestling because he's doing some of the best business he's ever done. Mm -hmm. But in regards to the product, I mean, weekend and weekend. I don't think so. You don't, you don't think so what? I don't think he's lost a step necessarily. I think he's stuck in his ways. And I think the difference is... What's the difference? The difference is that if he gets the right person in his ear, he'll, he'll look at it and he'll understand. I don't think nobody's challenging him. That I don't agree with. Don't. But I, don't think the, I don't think it's the right person. I think it's the right situation. Okay, okay. If, right. he, if, if something bothers him and his product enough... Mm-hmm. That's going to force his hand to change. I believe he will change. Okay, I got you. And the reason I say it is because look at the, the, the Attitude Era. Look at the Monday Night Wars. It forced his hand. He didn't want to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at DX. DX was constantly going out there, pushing the envelope, doing things they said we had no business doing. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, make sure you check out the Wrestling Realm. That was from our... Has Vince McMahon lost a step episode? You can find that right here on the YouTube channel exclusively. If you're listening on your podcast platform, make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Room YouTube channel where you can check out that show. Real Dwayne Allen and I had a great conversation. Um, and, you know, we want your input. Has Vince McMahon lost a step? Of course, this was, you know... Um, Recorded months ago, but it's still a conversation that people still have to this day. So, moving on. On Monday Night Raw, we saw the number one contender for the WWE Championship, Cain Velasquez, come out there and um, essentially save Rey Mysterio. So, you may say, what am I talking about? I guess I should have leveled this part, but guess what? Don't matter. Rey Mysterio was out there, and then suddenly Shelton Benjamin came out. And Shelton Benjamin brought up the fact that he's like, that Brock Lesnar is family to him. And, you know, people probably was throwing my surprise, like, wait, what? Brought up the fact that their backgrounds, their wrestling backgrounds, you know, people may know they came in together. Uh, a lot of people talk about that class, uh, where it was Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, um, you know, coming into the WWE together. Um, so we saw... Shelton Benjamin essentially punk Ray said, okay, you want to bring out your boy and you want to talk about Brock? You know, what's this? So, you know, maybe you slapped him around a couple of times. And you're like, whoa, you know, you never really see Shelton Benjamin 
act like this. But in the end, here comes Cain Velasquez. And, you know, he did a number one shouting. And people, I'm not sold. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on the fact that Cain Velasquez is going into Crown Jewel and leaving as the WWE champion. I just don't see it happening. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Will he be a part-time champion too? Will we see it? I mean, I don't see him defending the belt every week. I think what's going to happen, and I'll probably have a crown jewel prediction show, or maybe I'll bring him my predictions next week. What I see happening is simply him coming out there and, you know, uh, getting, uh, about to say, getting disqualified because he just wouldn't let go of Lesnar. But who knows? Excuse me. Who knows? Um, we saw Seth Rollins this week uh, cutting a promo in which he would eventually have a match against, uh, what's that dude's name? I'm, uh, I'm about to, let me look it up. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, oh, yeah, he uh, against hum, Humberto, so Humberto Carrillo, uh, Seth Rollins was uh, victorious, of course. Uh, where, you know, Humberto Carrillo pretty much was saying he wants to be a WWE champion. And my thing with this was, Rollins was being interviewed, but then he saw what this guy had said. You know, he heard about what he said earlier, and he was like, wait, so you want to talk about you want to wrestle me? And, you know, they had a match. I, it was it was a good match. Obviously, you're going to get a good wrestling match out of Seth Rollins. I just can't stand him on the microphone. I don't like face Seth Rollins. It doesn't. He comes off as a chump. When he was the um, the Plan B guy on um, with the uh, I'm about to say the corporation with the authority it was great. He was annoying, kind of like that weasel. But him being a face, he just comes off as corny. I really like. I'm really trying to understand why I should believe that he can beat Brock Lesnar. And it looks like we're going into Survivor Series for the third year in a row with Lesnar as the WWE Champion or the Universal Champion. And he will be, this time, facing Seth Rollins. You know, that's what I'm serious trying to talk. Sorry about that. But yeah, that's what I'm not looking forward to. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. You know, and what I mean, 30 year Lesnar going in third time as champion, but this time, you know, it was AJ Styles, great match. Daniel Bryan, great match because we hadn't seen them before. We've seen Rollins and Lesnar three times this year. We don't need to see it again. <laughs> we don't. We just don't. And yes, I'm counting the match when Lesnar cashed in as a match. It was, you know, the bell rung, one, two, three. So, it's time for the Tapped Out. Here's our Tapped Out segment of the week. The Tapped Out this week. As I said, that I would be discussing this video game. WWE 2K20. Folks... Is it safe to say that this is the worst 
wrestling video game in near history. All right, I'll put it like this. I've only played it one time, meaning not one match, but just in one sitting. Usually when a new wrestling game come out, to be honest with you, you probably wouldn't even got a show if it was as great. You know, maybe, maybe I'm just reading too much into that. AOP, when you bring them out, they would call, like, their announcer name, the Acolytes. So, whoever was putting this together rushed through it. Now, to my understanding, there are a lot of patches that's coming. There's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of updates and stuff. They need to fix it. Because right now, this is just bad. Um, just some games that I'm going to run off that, you know, when I think about the you know, former wrestling games. I mean, I've had a gazillion of them. I go as far as back. My first wrestling game was WWE WrestleMania Challenge on Nintendo. Um, but some of the games that was just bad. WrestleMania, um, I think it was like WrestleMania 18 on Sega. I mean, Sega on Xbox. WWE Raw or maybe WWF Raw. Two bad games. WWF Royal Rumble for the Dreamcast. Yeah, they, you get nine people in the ring, but the people kept recycling through the Royal Rumble match. So, this is up there right now because it was rushed. Now, what I will say is that I am loving the fact that you got some new characters in there, and I do love the women's evolution stuff, and I love the career mode women. I mean, debate, maybe I'll do my career mode. Maybe I'll create a lady and do it with it, you know. We'll see. But right now... <laughs> Uh-uh, this, this ain't it, bro. <laughs> this is not it. And all I've seen on the internet is apologies and just people being very upset about this game. Um, so, we'll see. So, moving on. Going back to Crown Jewel. As you know, Team Hogan versus Team Flair will take place. Now, there's been an update to the matches. You may know. Uh, Roman Reigns replaces Seth Rollins because Rollins has to defend his WWE Universal Championship against The Fiend. But, so, just to read off the names, on Team Hogan, you have Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty Gable, and Mustafa, oh, excuse me, Ali. Oh, let's go Mustafa Ali. So, on Team Flair, of course, you you know his number one pick was going to be one of the guys he discovered, Randy Orton. But then you've got the king himself, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry, but Team Flair got the better team, man. They, they just outmatched, you know. Um, they, they look like you got all made eventers. And, ah, y'all cool uh, Corbin in that. I mean, he is the king of the ring, so I guess I got to, right? But then you have potential in on Hogan's team. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, And watch Team Hogan find a way to win, even though I don't think they should. Uh, But sticking right there with Crown Jewel, we saw Braun Strowman confront Tyson Fury at the Performance Center. I don't know if you WWE.com exclusive, so make sure you check it out. Strowman, um, Tyson Fury was get, you know, getting his workout in, taking bumps, running the ropes, doing that stuff. And then when he was practicing um, 
the rebound where, you know, he d- does the defensive rebound. All of a sudden, Strowman comes in and knocks him down. And, you know, they can't push him out. So, this is a match I'm interested to see. I hear Fury's making $15 million for this. Would you take a punch for Brian Miller for $15 million? Answer that question in the comments section. Um, but I think this is going to be a slugfest. Obviously, I think Tyson Fury's going to win. I don't see, w, you know, he's undefeated in boxing. We know how that goes. All right. But um, NXT, going back there, Matt Riddle, victorious over Cameron Grimes. But what a match. I was not really impressed with Grimes. I'm like, oh, his look, you know, he got all that. Like, I know he got the hair, but whatever. But, man, these, these guys go out there and put on a hell of a match. I encourage everybody to go check it out if you missed it. Um, Matt Riddle's entertaining. That kid can go in the ring. I've said over and over again, no, I don't like the no socks look. But, bro, <laughs> I want to see him versus Goldberg. They've been cheating, going back and forth. I would love to see that match. I would love to see him and Chris Jericho, especially when Jericho takes jabs at him. But um, speaking of Jericho, going to AEW where he was in the suites, him and the inner circle, with the exception of Jake Hager, who's getting ready for his MMA fight. And Cody Rose was due to make an announcement, a career-defining announcement. However, Jericho kept taunting him. And Cody said, unlike this company, that unlike the company we used to work for, this say you know, ain't no invisible wall. And... He said, well, come on up here, you know, come on up here, you know, by yourself. You ain't stupid. But then Cody was joined by his brother, Dustin, and then MJF, and then DDP. And, you know, you remember seeing when DDP was there, when Cody became the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. If DDP, if that says something, as DDP will be there in Baltimore at full gear if Cody becomes the AEW Champion. Here's another thing to think about. I think we all see the backstabbing coming from MJF. Not sure if he would join the inner circle, but if he, I mean, I I would think so if he's going to do the backstabbing, but that would be the perfect time to do it right here in Baltimore. I'm sticking with, uh, you know, speaking of Cody Rhodes, uh, just stay right there. We'll get back, we'll get to his wife in a minute. Britt Baker was victorious over Jamie Hayter. In her homecoming match. Now, I said last week, you know, she had her championship match. I think I would have did things in reverse. Where, I, I know you wanted to feature the champion. You could have, I would have, just me putting on my booking hat. Not that I've ever booked the show before. But I, I booked on universe mode. So, stick with me here. I would have had Rio there last week. Watching, doing commentary. Or just sitting at, you know, sitting ringside. While Britt Baker... And Jamie Hayter would have came out there and they would have had their match. Winner goes to Pittsburgh for the championship. And then Britt comes into Pittsburgh. I know you always, you know, WWE styles to lose in your hometown. So maybe AEW wanted to do something different. But to me, it just kind of felt forced. Like, well, we got Britt Baker here. We got to push her. Where, And then quite frankly, that's if you wanted her in the championship match. But if you're building her to be a star, you're doing these features on her, I wouldn't even had her in a championship match, period. Last week, you know, I would have kept it, you know, I wouldn't have featured her at all, put her on AEW Dark, 
Give her a match. She already had a win before. You did that with Joey Janela. He had a couple AEW dark matches before going against Kenny Omega. Then put her in the match against Jamie on AEW television. You know, just, just you know, kind of just protect her from that loss. But afterwards, um, Jamie was about to have an interview, and then all of a sudden, Brandy attacked her. And it just looked very angry. So I'm not sure if she's angry because Cody got thrown off the rope. I mean, got thrown out of the arena or what. More on that to come. I can't wait to see the fallout from that. All right. AEW Tag Team Championship match is set. The finals are set. The Lucha Brothers were victorious over Private Party in an incredible opening bout this week. And then SCU was victorious over the Dark Order. So there we have it next week, I believe. Or maybe it's going to be... I could have sworn the graphics said next week. Forgive me if it's going to take place in full gear, which would make sense. We're going to have the Lucha Brothers taking on SCU for the AEW Tag Team Championship. So they said they're going to focus a lot on tag team wrestling. I'm excited. It should be really, really good. All right, so let's talk about some Boundful Glory really quick before we go into our next break. On Boundful Glory, this past week, we saw Tyler Valkyrie victorious over Tennille Dashwood to retain the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship. And then we saw Ace Austin victorious and the new X Division champion. A lot of people thought it was Tessa's night. They thought Tessa was going to do it. Just what she had was right there. It was Ace Austin coming up and getting the championship. And then we saw in the main event, Brian Cage retaining the Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Championship when he defeated Sammy Callahan. So, I didn't get a chance to see the whole pay-per-view. I saw some clips, but, you know, from what I've read, it was good. Bleacher Report did a great um, thorough writing of it, and it looks like it was a good show. So, I'm going to be back. I've got one more message for you. We're going to take my final break, and I'll be back after this. I know you're a t-shirt guy. <laughs> what did you think about that? Listen, don't get me wrong. We're not wishing AEW to fail. All I'm saying is, as a wrestling fan, I would like answers. I'm older, okay? Yeah. I lived through the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. okay? I, I remember the attitude. I remember all those things, yeah. right? So, naturally, when you see these things, we've seen this before. We've seen a new company show up, TNA, mm-hmm. and we try to challenge WWE in a way where giving us new opportunity to get used to new stars. Some of those stars that we're still enjoying today in the WWE. Yep. Right? Fair enough. AJ Styles. But the question is, in today's society, in the state of pro wrestling 2019, with all the bells and whistles... Social media, T-shirts, mm-hmm. all the marketing, advertising tools out there—is it really worth it? I'm not going to be duped. I just want to know what the product is really going to be. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, as I noted at the beginning of the show, I started recording before NXT and AEW Dynamite had concluded, and oh my gosh. You are getting an instant reaction as the way we just concluded NXT. It was 
Oh, man. It was uh, Roderick Strong victorious in a triple threat match, the, re- retaining his championship against Keith Lee and Donovan Dajovic. Then, I- I'm so excited. Let me calm down. As you can see, the phone is blowing up. It's the click. Woo! So, afterwards, let me calm down. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So, after that, Adam Cole, the rest of the Undisputed Era, came up there to celebrate. I'm like, yeah, okay. Undisputed Era on top. They got all the gold for a reason, right? All of a sudden, Tomasa Ciampa comes out. Him and that crutch. And you're like, uh oh. You know, and like he said a couple weeks ago, hey, Goldie, daddy's home. Then here comes his former tag team partner, his former tag team champion partner, best friend, bitter enemies, better friends, better enemies, I don't know, Johnny Gorgano. He came out there, and they stood side by side. Then all of a sudden, the music hit. It's Finn Balor, folks. Balor comes out there. They're standing. All three. It's three on four. You're like, all right, here we go. Square up. What's up? Who wants the smoke? Boom! Balor, it's a bicycle kick to Johnny Gorgano. I think it was Gorgano. Um, and it, it shocked everybody. Let me just look at the gif. Let me make sure I got this right. Um, you know, like I said, man, it, 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 was, it was amazing to see it because, you know, you just never saw it coming. And as I sit here and I look and make sure I let you know which one he hit, get the right one. <laughs> um... But you just never saw it coming. You just knew, like, like why would, why would Balor come out there and turn heel, you know? And then he would go out there and just beat up the rest, you know. He would, I mean, Undisputed Era, obviously, they had the advantage. And they would take care of business. Now, Balor never did the salute of the Undisputed Era, you know, boom, he hits Johnny Gargano, a bicycle kick, never made the full salute of being, you know, he never did the Undisputed Era thing, but he stood there looking at, clearly he's, Balor is bad, and this was great, this is what WWE does, they had the advantage, so, I got, one screen's got NXT, the other has AEW, right, AEW is, Moxley, Pac, I think it was a no contest. Pac's upset. He's beating. I mean, Moxley's upset. He's beating up the ref. They go off the air. They got to buy by TNT rules, right? Mr. McMahon, Triple H probably said, look, NXT, give us a couple more minutes. All you're doing is running a rerun of Temptation Island because the new episode is coming on Thursday anyway. So just give us, a, give us five more minutes. You know, you know, Triple H likes to ask for time. And boom, all of a sudden, if you're watching AEW, you're changing your channel to NXT, and you saw it happen. No AEW on there. You got, you, your your attention is focused, and they just blew up the internet. Wow. This is the Wednesday Night Wars, folks. Man, I wish podcasting was around during the Attitude Era. Woo! But, you know, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. You know, people are going to be talking about this all week. You know, shout out to my brother, D, who will be listening. Just text me. Love what I just see. He's a heel, B-Dub. You know, because I just typed it. Hashtag WDWENXT. Man. 
I just said, this is this is the excitement I like I love about wrestling, man. It, it, you know, uh, shout out to Keon Isaiah Najee uh, Grissom just uh, replied on my Facebook. I was shocked. I'm going to say giving you a shout out right now on my show as I record in shock. So. Man, what just what a night. This is this is what the wars are all about. I can't wait to see where they go with this because of course, you know, like Balor versus Adam Cole, yeah, we know we was gonna get good matches, yada yada yada, you know. But see these guys all together, man, oh man, this is gonna be great. So let me move on. You know, you know, it's not too much longer, but we gotta talk about this. So you know, like I said, Moxley, no, nah, ain't too much to talk about that. But he will be getting filming Cage Fighter coming up next uh, next month. So Moxley's going over to the big screen, folks. Well, he's been, you know, he's in a WWE movie, um, but yeah, he's going to the big screen. <sighs> then um, this past week, I did watch some more. NWA Power. Um, shout out to Marty Bell being on there. She made her debut and she was victorious. I love Marty. Marty's, you know, a friend of mine. Shout out to her going out there doing her thing. You know, we birthday twins, August 7th in the house. So happy to see her do her thing. She will be a reason. Her and Allison K, like I said, reason why I watch NXT. NWA Power. Did I say NXT Power earlier? Y'all know what I meant. NWA Power. Tim Storm contemplated retirement. As you know, came up short as he looked to regain his NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Nick Aldis. Aldis was able to get that, you know, small package. And so Tim Storm said, you know, he had to think about it. You know, he wanted to go out there and do it for Mama Storm, but he did make her proud regardless. But Eli Drake said, "Mm mm-mm, don't do that. You may not win that title, but let's win these NWA Tag Team Championships. Uh, And he said he had to think about it, you know. To me, this has... Well, it's kind of a difference. I can't really say Mr. Wrestling 2 and uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA all over it. But I just we I, I see Eli Drake turn on. Eli Drake doesn't look like he can be trusted. So, um but yeah, you know, another week of NWA power. Uh like I said, no doubt about it, the wrestling is good. I don't need everybody coming on there yelling on their promos, but you know, and we saw Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow, dressed in some weird outfit, which, hey, to each his own. Uh, I, I really liked that guy at one point. I did. He was like one of like people I was rooting for, but it just he's not the same. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. Make sure you catch me after SmackDown. You know, I got the shows, you know, they kind of, they're separate but different. Uh, same but different, in a sense. You know, in that show, you'll hear the new segment I got called Around the Net, where I look through the internet and I just talk about some of the things I've seen, whether it's a WWE picture or 
you know, some news that's going on, you know, some online news or some of the discussions. Maybe one of your podcasts or your favorite podcast or something. Maybe they may be talking about something and I'll bring it inside and break it down with Brian H. I'll discuss it and go from there. But that's going to do it for this week's edition. Thank you for joining me as you do each and every week. I appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe if you have not. Shout out to all my loyal listeners. Like I said, I can't thank you enough. You guys are who and gals are who I do it for. And, you know, and plus myself, I really enjoy talking wrestling. That's why I created the show, created the podcast. So make sure you tune in um, next, well, I should say later this week or next week, whichever, when it drops. Um, make sure you subscribe. And if you missed a few episodes, feel free to catch up. It's enough content right here on the Wrestling Realms YouTube channel for you to check out. And I promise you'll be entertained. Whether it's Give Me the Book, whether it's Season 1. You know, we talked about bounties in professional wrestling, believe it or not. There were bounties. Now, you know, show looks different, obviously. I mean, I was about eight, nine years younger. Uh, but you get to see the real Dwayne Allen and I, especially as we evolve. But some of those conversations are conversations that still go to this day. And guess what? If there's a show that we did before and you want us to do it again or you want an updated version, feel free. We're approachable. Till the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.